Hey everyone, and welcome back to Artist Avenue. I am your host, Evan Goldstein, and this time around, I actually have something kind of special for you. As you may know, I actually do a bunch of work with the Cupid Art School in Dover, New Jersey. I've done a number of recordings there, and a number of their students have actually been the subjects of the interviews you hear on this podcast. This time, they actually asked me to come in and do a recording, both video and audio, for a special guest artist that they had come through during Con Week this year. That artist is none other than the fantastically talented Simone Bianchi. Now, I didn't actually do the interview. The interview was conducted by Lloyd Briggery, who is the events coordinator over at the Kubert School, and he did a really good job. Another thing you have to keep in mind is that the actual interview lasted a little bit over an hour, so I'm only giving you about half of it here. The reason being is that they're actually taking the full video, breaking it into some clips, and putting it on their YouTube page over at the Kubert Art School. So for the month, they're going to be posting up individual clips and at the end of the month posting up the full video. If you want to check that out, I will put the address in the show notes down at the bottom, plus any other pertinent information for the artist and the interviewer as well. So without any further ado, I present to you Simone Bianchi. Enjoy. So welcome, man. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us here, man. Thank you so much for having me. And I wasn't expecting all these people and being very shy as I am. Really? You know, like... <laughs> It's, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's a mess now. Yeah, I know, right? No, so, uh, so you flew in from Italy last night, and yes. now you're in it for the con, right? So And for this. And for this, yes, of course. You're spending the day with us today. We, we, we're holding you hostage. So I think, <laughs> the hostage. Yeah. I, I, think, I think, man, uh, everybody, I think a good place to start would be, um, we, I mean, we've been talking all morning about just how the Internet shrunk, shrunk the world. Oh, yes. And so uh, what was it like uh, just coming up as an artist aspiring to work in comics in Italy? What was that like? It was tough because, uh-huh. <clears throat> as I was telling you uh, on our way here, right. you guys are, I guess, in your 20s, you know, more or less. And you can realize how difficult was for us, especially for us in Italy, just to dream about being able to work for an American publisher. And uh, communication, of course, was much harder than they are right now. Yeah. Uh, as I was telling you, like a phone call to an editor would have cost like a fortune back then. You know, like being 20 minutes with an editor would yeah. cost like, you know, a week pay for me. Yeah. So. And uh, internet, of course, made everything, made the whole world much, much smaller. Though I have to say, what really made the difference for me was when I moved to New York, I moved, I mean, I used to live in Williamsburg. I lived there for three months. And every single morning, I used to take the subway and go to Pito Masi, right. uh, DC, or Axel Alonso and Marvel, showing my, my portfolio. Right. And, but then again, right after those three months in 2004, when I got back home, being able to stay in touch with these people was right. so much easier. Yeah. And, and again, as I told you, a little bit before me, who really started working for Marvel on a regular basis was Claudio Castellini. I don't know how many of you guys ever heard his name, but he's my mentor, my, you know, my maestro. Right. And, uh, and especially, he was the one who gave us the feel, like, the, like, the, um, the feeling that 
that we can, you know, right. if somebody made it, yeah. I can make it too. Right. It's, it's been extremely important for us to have like a, a living example like him to show that it was possible that to possible. do it. And again, of course, you know, like right after Williamsburg, I got back home and, and I kept in touch with these people, you know, uh, on a regular basis. And that's when Pete Tomasi gave me my first assignment at DC Comics, it was a book called Shining Night. Uh, script by Grant Morrison, so you, it was just you know like already a big name to work with. Right, right. Morrison, you know, yeah. and uh, so that's how it started. Wow. Since then, <laughs> it's been it's been a whirlwind ever stop. since, right? Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. So, um, so did you grow up drawing, or like did you like school for it? Like, how did that? How or did, did you drawing growing up? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> the other way around. <laughs> the other way around. No, it's, mm -hmm. uh, my father has been a painter his whole life. Right. I think Adam met my father mm -hmm. back then in Luca. Mm -hmm. So, of course, I grew up, you know, like with brushes and pencils since, since I was this tall. Right, right. And uh, I start, you know, like playing around with brushes, not really painting when I was two and a half, three. Yeah. I, I still have this little painting hanging right in front of my drawing table and it, it, it's not a painting, it's just, you know, some brush strokes. Yeah. And, uh, but it, I did that when I was two years and a half. So I always had pencil and brushes and canvas. Um, and so when I was a teenager, about 13, 14 years old, I fell in love with comic strip. Right. Characters like Asterix, you know? Yeah, Asterix. Uh, yeah, and a lot of Italian comic strip. Mm -hmm. So I started doing that, like doing that kind of, you know, strip. And right. I started to get paid for that. Uh -huh. So when I realized that it was possible to make some money, I said, you know what, I want to keep doing this <laughs> as much as I can. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, uh, and the first strip, I published the first strip, I was 15, uh -huh. then I had this little pause, as I told you, yeah. I was playing drums, and uh -huh. about, when I was about 20, I started uh, to fall in love with, you know, like, comic book, real comic book, right. with the work of uh, Claudio Castellini first, but then Moebius, all the French artists, wow. and uh, I tried to look uh, around me as much as I could, mm -hmm. trying to get influence for you know everything I was watching, mm -hmm. and uh, not only of course from comic book artists, but especially from illustrators as well. Right. That's like Frank Frazetta, all you know, like most recent illustrators like you know Phil Hale, uh, Brom. I've tried to to watch as close as possible to uh, everybody who was you know who was doing something that somehow was touching me. Not yeah. only, again, not only comic book. Then, of course, being Italian, we, the, the oh, fun man. thing is that one of the questions that I've been asked frequently is yeah. uh, how it's possible that in, your, in my hard work you, you can have this kind of, uh, you know, artistic. Right. You know, like yeah, like it's painterly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And my answer is that it's not even something that we're doing consciously. It's right. something, I mean, we're surrounded by, like, you know, like, if yeah. you go in Florence, you will come out Michelangelo, you know, like, statues and paintings. So all these things, it's just, you, can, you cannot absorb that right. 
even just walking. You, yeah. you don't even have to study that. Mm -hmm. It's just in your, somehow in your, yeah. in your blood, you know, in, yeah. in your, in your it, it's just our story. And, yeah. it's, and it's, been, uh, a, it's been really, a, a, I've been lucky because I've tried somehow, me and some, a lot of other colleagues mm -hmm. from Italy, we've, what we're trying to do is trying to mix that kind of artistic roots right. to the comic, superhero comic book genre. Yeah. No, and that's, that's interesting too because uh, you can tell, like, um, I guess if you look at the, the world scape of things, there's like a Western style, yes. then there's a European style, mm. and then even like an Asian, Asian style, style, you know, and it's, yeah. it, they all vary, they all have the things that they want to highlight, even mm. in the storytelling, but, um, you know, with, with the European influence, I think yeah. it, it brings a more artistic and like a design kind of mm -hmm. vibe into the, the Western genre, of, you know, mm -hmm. like just Western mainstream comics. And uh, you guys stand out that way. Oh, you know, thank it's, you. It's, really, <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good way to stand out, you know. <laughs> yeah, but again, it's not something that we're doing it purposely, you right, know, or like right. thinking about that yeah. too much. It's right. something that, again, I mean, it's uh, it's really difficult for me to describe it. I don't know how many of you guys been in the state in, in the states. A lot of you mm -hmm. <laughs> in Europe, in Italy, but it's been. It's really his, like, you've been surrounded, you, right. you know, so you, you don't need to yeah. focus on that. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's the thing that, it's get, that it gets into you. It's not the other way around. Right, you know? like, right. It's, it's easy. Yeah, that's, that's really, really cool. Um, so, all right, what is it about, um, I, I just want you to kind of speak to, as, as an artist from Italy coming into the, like, American mainstream, uh, is there a... Is there like a style that you're, you're saying to yourself, all right, I'm going to do it this way, or is it just naturally I'm going to be me mm -hmm. from my own personal influence? I'm going I'm to filter, you know, the script and, and what they're telling me to draw. I'm going to filter that through just who I am as an artist. Uh, right, that's a good you, question. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there's, a, there's a difference there. Uh, again, it's mm -hmm. something that I didn't think about too much. Right. I let it go, you, you know. Just, yeah, but sometimes be. the best way, one of the advice that I think I've been given, right, don't think too much. Yeah. You know, trying to let your thing go as fluently and yeah. as possible. You right. Know? Right. So when I when I got uh, my first American script, right. <clears throat> it was Grand uh, Shining Night. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, my, my very first uh, uh, concern was mm -hmm. to meet the the deadline. The deadline number one. So more than thinking about hey, how am I gonna approach this, right. doing my own thing, trying to stand out, yeah. you know, like, I didn't think about that. I, I just thought, let me do the best I can, but in the right time. Because yeah. one of the advice that I've been given from my ex-agent, Taylor Binanti, mm -hmm. he goes, no matter how talented you are, how mm -hmm. good you are, if you're not able to meet your deadlines, you're not going to make it in this business. That's right. Yeah. And it's been like a mantra, you know, like, uh -huh. it was, it was, telling me this on a, on a daily basis. Uh -huh. And so I was kind of obsessed with being able to meet the deadlines mm -hmm. rather than doing something, you know, like right. uh, revolutionary. Right, right. I was just trying to do my job as, yeah. as, as best as I could. Right. And um, even though all those <clears throat> inkwash that I used to use a mm -hmm. lot back right. then, now it's not so much. Mm -hmm. It, 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 
they came, it came out like almost by chance. Because I re perfectly remember, I'm sorry, because I, I can't see these guys too. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. And uh, one of the things I remember is that um, I didn't have an inker. Okay. So I knew the deadlines, mm -hmm. and, I and I knew that I was going to do those those issues in that time. In that time, right. And I had to do it myself. Yeah. Because uh, I never talked to Pete Tomasi about the chance of having an inker. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it was given, it was taken for granted that mm -hmm. I was doing it myself. Right. I don't know why, but I mean, that, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, because usually in the States, yeah. I mean, the most common thing, you have the pencil, yeah. you have the inker, and so on. Yeah. But it's changing. It a is. lot of thing, a lot of people and artists right now is doing the whole thing. They're artists. Like Mike Del, Del Mundo. Who, yeah, whose work I love, is doing the, the whole thing himself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, back then, it was, not, it was uh, I'm Pete, for whatever reason, Pete Tomasi, the editor who hired me, wow. who first hired me, he was taking for granted that I was doing everything myself. Right. So I remember, I perfectly remember drawing this first page. It was wow. like a, a five panel page, and I was doing, as usual, as I'm doing right now, a very tight pencil thinking to myself, I'm, I will never be able to do these deadlines. Right. So I've tried, I, I start to, uh, uh, how do you say, loosen up a little bit the yeah. pencil. Right, right. And trying to tie that with the ink, okay. straight with the ink, yeah. without, you know, being obsessed or having a perfect pencil to go over it with the ink. So the ink wash came naturally because the, the, the shades and the different shades of gray uh, was helping me to give the right shape right. of what I was doing. That's why I, I started using ink mm -hmm. watch. Not because I thought it was fancy. I thought it was you know, like it, it, it was faster. You you yeah. <laughs> and, and so oh, the the, really cool. the the ink wash was was helping me out. Mm -hmm. So the final inking, yeah. the, the inking was the final outside line. Yeah. But I had the structure built up somehow between the sketch. The sketchy pencil yeah. and, and, and the and the ink wash wow. underneath it. Yeah. Yeah. So it, I don't it, it was know, already even, shaped. I don't up even remember like... the, the, the question, but I mean the, the no, 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 no. You're going <laughs> it's quite all right. So I, I, I let it go as usual. Yeah, no, but you know what it, it did make me think of this. You are a full process guy and most people like I know we you know, we have assignments here in our curriculum where it's wait, like Wait, wait, let me let me yeah. yeah. no, no, a little too enthusiastic. No, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I, I'm I'm a f uh, um, a full process guy when mm -hmm. it comes down to covers, as right. I was telling you. Yeah, yeah. But no, because I don't want to take credit out of colorists. No, got you, got like you. like when I mm, when I do interiors, mm -hmm. it's still me doing pencil and let's say right now seventy percent of the ink because mm -hmm. then I made a little bit of money, so I hired an assistant to do yeah, some of the ink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. And so I have an assistant now, yeah. but I mean it's credit. You yeah. know, it's not like a ghost. No, you know, like. <laughs> got you. Um, but I, I, as far as it goes for interiors, right. colors are always digital. Right. So food process guys, right. guy, when it comes down to covers. Got you. I'm sorry. Got you. No, no, it's okay. Um, I interrupted. No, no, it's you know, it's sorry. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, um, I wanted to talk to you just about that process because we were talking about you know your plans for the future about going digital. Oh, and, uh, yeah, yeah, we were know, talking integrating about that. that into your into your process now. Oh right? my God, uh, I because <laughs> I, I, I really have to be sincere sincere yes. about this. Yes. 
Um, of course, I mean, doing everything traditionally, it takes a lot of time, mm -hmm. as you know, like, you know, going through penciling, tie the penciling, right. doing the ink, even if, I mean, I'm not doing the ink wash as much as I used to, mm -hmm. but I'm still doing it a little bit, and, um, uh, but it takes a long time. Mm -hmm. And I've seen through the years, through the very last years, yeah. uh, a lot of, colleagues of mine using, you know, like the digital, like Cintiq or whatever right. you want to use it and going much, much faster with that. Right. Now, that's the part where I want to be absolutely clear and sincere. Mm -hmm. I don't want to uh, give up my original artwork because right. thank God the original market really exploded in the past 15 years. Right. And I'm fortunate enough to have my sister working with me as a private agent and mm -hmm. our dealer. Yeah. So I don't want to give up that market. Mm -hmm. And so my plan would be, of course, sooner or later, right. to buy one of these witchcraft synth, uh, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> yes, yeah. Dark magic. Dark magic synthic <laughs> yeah. machine. Yeah. And uh, um, I don't know, witchcraft is always something, that it's funny. I don't yeah. know, it's a, it's a funny <laughs> word. So, but he, I mean, he really looks, I mean, for, for, for a guy like me who yeah. grew up in a studio with brushes and pens, it really looks like witchcraft. Yeah. It's so good, you yeah. know, it's so perfect, right. even too perfect. That's mm -hmm. the limit from my point of view. Mm -hmm. So, for two reasons I don't want to give up my traditional, I will, okay, let, let me get back. I will um, sooner or later buy myself a Cintiq. Right. And my plan would be, once I have the script, Mm -hmm. I know that 10 or 15 pages, I will never be able to sell those pages. I will do it with Cintiq. Right. But those five or six pages with characters, were, ah, which is going to be yeah, yeah. fighting, eh? uh -huh. Wolverine in costume, Spider-Man, and so on, right. I will draw it traditionally and sell the original art. Nice. Too. That's smart. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's really Number. smart. <laughs> now, I mean, I'm greedy enough, but not that much. <laughs> it, so I also want to keep doing it traditional because I love the feeling of getting my hands dirty, dirty you know, yeah. with colors yeah, and yeah. fancy. I really love that feeling. Mm -hmm. It gives me a, a sense of craftsmanship, you right, know, which right. is not as funny as witchcraft, mm -hmm. but it's, it's a funny <laughs> word. And uh, so I, I would never give up that feeling of, right. you know, like messing up with my hands. For whatever reason, okay. you know, yeah, so yeah. I, I, I really, after 12 hours working on a painting, right. just the feeling of, you know, like washing your hands and you have colors, like covering uh -huh. your hands, is just something that, it feels good. Yeah. And uh, that being said, I will buy myself the witchcraft, seeing uh, <laughs> thing, and I will try, but I'm not seeing it, it's going to work It's going to work, yeah. Worst case scenario, I will resell it on eBay, so yeah. you can... You can see it for yeah. uh, just give me some month, and uh, but I want to try it because even the digital painting, you know, uh, there are so many great digital artists right now, yeah. especially concept artists, you know, like doing uh, work for movies right. uh, rather than <coughs> uh, video games and stuff. Right. I'll give it a shot, we'll okay. see, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, like it's I, I love you know. I love the, the smell of the colors. There's too many things that makes me feel so 
it just makes me feel good that yeah. I don't want to give up. It's yeah. just, it's a part of my job that I that I really really love. Mm -hmm. That's interesting, man. So let me uh, let me let me throw this at you. Um, we met. I don't, I don't know if you remember. We kind of met on Facebook. One of our students, Don, had contacted you because you were doing a gallery opening yes. in the city. You came to the to the opening. Shame on you. He's okay. <laughs> yeah, get him. He had homework. Though. He had homework to do. But um, uh, that's and, a good excuse. Yeah, it's a good excuse, right? But he introduced us, and we were we were talking on Facebook, and then and that's how we set the whole thing up. Mm -hmm. But um, what I want to talk about though is, what I want you to talk about is the fact that now, I mean, you have a gallery opening. I yeah. mean, you're a comic book artist. You know what I mean? But now you have a gallery. <laughs> so I mean, it's broadening the the horizon of just being yeah, an a, artist. That, that's it's kind of changing the. That's perspective a, that's of what a it good means, question right um, uh, yes I don't, I don't, I don't know, so you want to understand sure. it <laughs> 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 no um, I don't know I don't know Exciting yes. and strange time for, for the market of original artwork. Right. Because, as I was saying, but it's, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it's clear, it's mm -hmm. crystal clear for everybody to see it. Mm -hmm. In the past 15, 20 years, yeah. the original market, the, the, the market for original artwork coming from comic book, not only superheroes. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about French artists as well, yes. Moebius, Bilal, they're selling their car for crazy money. Yeah. It's growing up. It, it just it has exploded in the yeah. f in, in the past 15 years. Yeah. That brought like real art collectors mm -hmm. to keep an eye on our work. And it's not it's we're not there yet. Right. You know, it's it's something that it's, still it's growing, in the process yeah, it's still growing. of of happening. Yeah. I've been lucky enough because uh this Gentleman uh, Renato Danese, who has been uh, having this gallery for a long, long time, right. believed in my artwork so much that right. he just told me, he just commissioned me 22 pieces wow. on purpose for, for the gallery. Whew. You know, and, and I did that, and it was, right. it, was, it, was, it was a great feeling to have, like, you know, a Chelsea gallery, 400 mm -hmm. square meters with my own. Wow. With my art yeah. display on, on, um, on their walls. But you, you've got to understand. For me, it was the other way around. Right. Like f my real dream was to do this. To do that. You right. know, like uh. the gallery for me was kind of ordinary because yeah. of my dad. Right. And uh, wow. for me, I mean, having my 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 drawings published mm. with big publisher, uh, which are distributing their their books all over the world that was my goal right so the gallery is kind of uh, uh, something that it's coming uh, you know something that it, it's 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 coming back from from what I'm from what I'm doing in inside the books yeah but it was I mean I'm not saying I'm not saying that it was it was not good right, right. but it was something that I did on the side because right. what I want to keep doing is this Unless they're gonna pay me more at the gallery, then I, right, I right. give up everything. Got to make a <laughs> which living. Which is, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, which is, you know, like it's it's possible because I mean, of course, the 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 market of the real art, I mean, contemporary, uh, modern art, art is is fine art yeah. is just.
crazy. It is. You know, like compared to what a, a regular comic book artist is making right. in, in his living. Yeah. But it, it's happening. Yeah. It uh, is. Alex Ross, he did two exhibitions one at the Andy Warhol <laughs> Museum last year, yeah. and another one, uh, what was that? Uh, Norman Rockwell Museum. Oh, I mean, man. that tells you that something is, is happening. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. And it's cool. For him, because he did the exhibition. <laughs> well, I did. Somebody's got to kick the door down, though. Yeah, you know? sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. it was, we need to, you know, like, to, I have to say, France, yes. from this point of view, is like the, the heaven for right. us, you know? Like, because they really uh, consider our work right. as a final, you know, you know, like, fine art right. product, mm -hmm. you know? Like, something that can go straight to the gallery as right. a piece of art. Right. And, not, and not as something that you did for being reproducing, reproduced in, in, in books. Right. But it's friends. Yeah, you know, Terry Dodson, he's big over there. And he's, he's yeah. a, you know, definitely a mainstream guy Frank for a long Cho, time. Frank Cho, yeah. too, is doing, yeah. uh, is doing something. But, mm -hmm. I mean, we're talking about a country where Moebius yeah. was born and lived yeah. and, and, and made his... His career. That's so, true. Yeah. Uh, Bilal, I mean, it's, uh, they really have a, a, an enormous consideration for, for right. what we're doing, yeah. which, is, which is happening in Italy. I think it's happening in the States too, but right. that kind of cultural, you know, like right. uh, validation, yeah. it still has to yeah. happen, I think, at, at least in, in Italy. The States, are, you know, I'm not that sure because I'm not living here. Right. In France, it happened already. Right. Which is cool. Yeah, no, I'm, we go and talk to high schools and stuff, and we talk to their art class, and we have to explain to them, like, you can make a living as a fine artist, but a fine artist, you could do portraits, and that's it. You know, you could do landscapes, and that's it, and that's cool, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're doing comics, mm -hmm. you gotta be a great portrait artist, you gotta do oh, landscapes, yes. you gotta, you know, you gotta know everything, you yes. know. You gotta know how light reflects off of that thing, man. Yes, it makes it, a difference. It is, you know? it is, yes, it is yeah. complicated. I mean, from this point of view, it is complicated because you have to be able to be good at a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. You, as you said, you right. have to be like, I'll give you the perfect ex example. Right. Uh, that's tough because later on, I work on Star Wars, mm -hmm. which is this huge, uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I want to say pain in the ass, but I can't say that. So <laughs> it's this huge, you know, like properties. Yes. And they're so protective, you know. Right. So I did uh, uh, this cover. I did a couple of covers for the regular Star Wars uh, crazy selling book, right. which came out some month ago. And then I did this Obi Wan uh, Kenobi solo issue. But that, thank God, that solo issue, Ben Kenobi, it's not. He's not. It's, it, it's somewhere in between Ewan McGregor era, era, and Alec Guinness. Right. So I kind of, you know, did my thing. Your own thing on But the then end. I did this cover because uh -huh. Panini is putting out this Star Wars thing um, for uh, for Luca. Now Panini's a publishing company. Panini, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was speaking yeah. <laughs> no. Now, Panini, Panini is the publishing company who, uh, which is publishing Marvel in Italy, okay. Marvel and DC in France, Spain, and so on, South America, which is a huge market. Oh, it's huge down there. Yes. Yeah. 
So anyhow, long story short, they wanted they want me to do this cover, right. and, but they wanted me to put the, the real guy, you know, like so Han Solo, right. Luke Skywalker, yeah. and the princess. Right. So I had to do something that was perfectly, the likeness of the faces, they have to be perfectly like the actors. Right. And it's been, as I said, I mean, oh. a, a little bit of a pain, okay? Right, right. That's it. <laughs> and, but again, you have to you have to do it. Right. That's portrait. But yeah. then you have to know how to co make a, a nice composition of, of everything. Yeah. And then you have to know how to render the the Millennium Falcon. You know, like flying. Because you can't mess that up. The fans will kill you. Yeah. you oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Forget the. But not. But I, okay. You know what? Mm -hmm. But it's funny because I did this this Star Wars um, issue, mm -hmm. and I was ready. And I was sure that they were gonna crucify me. Yeah. You know, ah, Simone Bianchi is made. And instead, he had a great response. You know? nice. And I, I was shocked. I was ready. <laughs> I, I told my wife, you know, like, I don't even read reviews or stuff. I did my thing. They asked me to do one issue. It's yeah. selling like crazy. I say, okay. I didn't even think about it twice. You know? uh -huh. But I was ready. What I've been really crucified for was the X-Men redesigned costume that I did in really? 2008. Yeah. <laughs> People wanted to kill me like that. <laughs> I don't know what, I mean, they, not this, I, I'm, I'm saying this just to give you a, an idea of how, mu uh, how much fans really love their characters. Yeah. And I wasn't aware of that. I said, Mar Marvel came to me, Axel, and said, hey, you know what, you want to redesign the costume of the X-Men? Say, of course. Yeah. I'm going to resell the original, you know, like, very well. <laughs> I was thinking, uh, yeah. yeah. So I said, of course, I love to do, but yeah. I do that with a very, uh, with a, we, we have an expression in Italy with a um, soft heart, you know, right. very, in a very relaxed way. Right. I didn't, you know, like, and then I realized that people, they were taking that oh, yeah. thing very seriously. Not casual at all. Yeah, no. well, <laughs> they wanted to kill me. <laughs> and uh, so... Now, how did you deal with that, though? Because, I mean, you're still around, so no, that's a good thing. Oh, no, they, oh, I bought a gun. <laughs> <laughs> that's how... Uh, uh, <laughs> no, no, it's uh, no. I'm, I I gotta be honest. I mean, back then, 2008 really got to me. Yeah, okay. Really, I, I mean, people really loved my guts. Like uh -huh. they really wanted to. Yeah. Um, but it's been really helpful because I realized that I mean, if you're gonna work on, if you're lucky enough and you're mm -hmm. gonna work on such popular books, you're gonna get everything. People who's gonna who's going to be ready to glorify you, mm -hmm. you know, and people who wants to kill you. Yeah. Which is good. I mean, it, it, makes you, it makes you ready for the next time. That's why I was ready for Star Wars, but they've been really nice. <laughs> but nice. I was ready. You're ready. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I mean, I know the feeling already. They're yeah. Going to, they, yeah. They're going to, you know, uh, I, the one thing that I was ready is the uh, face likeness of, of Obi-Wan. Right. Because... I, I, I thought somebody's going to say, hey, it's not going to look like Alec Guinness, and somebody's going to say, it's not going to look like you and McGregor. Mm -hmm. and, but thank God it didn't happen. And, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? People love these characters. They love, I mean, you probably also love these characters yeah. to death. Mm 
Yeah. And it's something that you have to, you know, like respect. Yeah. And uh, and I respect that. Right. <clears throat> Even because I don't want to be killed. You know, like, I respect <laughs> that, especially for, your, for that. For your reason. own survival. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. But at the end of the day, though, I guess you. You can't worry about who's going to love it or hate it. You just got to put your best work out. And there you have it. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that interview. And if you're looking for more, please check out the Kubert Art School's YouTube page where you can see the full video. Um, I will put a link for that, like I said, in the show notes. Um, if you would like to get in touch with me, you could follow me on Twitter. I am at geekade underscore Evan. Uh, you could send us an email over at uh, mail at geekade.com. And please check out all the other wonderful shows that we have at geekade.com. And if you have time, please uh, drop us a review, a like, five stars, whatever your pod feeder gives you. And with that, I appreciate you listening. And I'll see you uh, the next time you head down Artist Avenue. Bye.